Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Yeah, you've you, you got a great team, a great team, a great team, and we should never take them for granted, eh? When, when, when you're with people and they can become, oh, it's just them. It's like that in marriage sometimes. Come on, let's not go personal too quickly, but it's just them. No, it's not just them. It's someone created by God in the image of God that we are gifted and graced with to love and to walk life with. We are blessed. And it is such an honor and joy for Sally to start our ministry year with you guys every year. We love it. We love it. We love it. We love it. We love you guys. We're family. And so thank you for opening up your hearts. I want to honor our time. I want to get right into things. But can we just, can we just pray for a moment? Father God, we love you, we praise you, we worship you. We do acknowledge that you are supreme. But we also are honest enough to know that we do not always submit to the supreme. It doesn't change your supremacy, your sovereignty. Lord, you are never not sovereign. You're never not supreme. But Lord, I would be honest enough with my friends here today, Lord, and say that sometimes uh, I would prefer to do life my way than your way. Anybody else honest in this room? Lord, it's not always easy to walk with you. It's not always easy to obey you, to do your will. Because our desires, our, our wants, Lord, they can be so strong at times. But in this place, in this room today, Lord, as we are the first Sunday in February, but Lord, uh, Lord, just really starting this year, but starting this decade, I know you've spoken to me, Father, and I'm praying by the Spirit of the living God that you will set us up to live this decade how you want us to live this decade. That the focus will not be on what do I do this decade, but how do I live this decade. In this time where it's so much about what you do, let it be a shift to how we live. Because how we live will open the door to what we do. Lord, let us get things in the right order, I pray. And Spirit of the living God. Would you speak to us? Would you have your way in this place? Holy Spirit, lay your hands on your head, on your head right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we consecrate our minds to you. Because we know the battlefield is in the mind. We know the war is in the mind. But we also know, oh God, that we can have the breakthrough in the mind, oh God. And the Bible says, be transformed by the renewing, by the renovation of your mind, of your intellect, of your ways of thinking. And God, we do not want to think the ways of the world. We do not want to think according to the carnal patterns or our past behavior. Lord, we want to think, we want to think, we want to think, we want to think, oh God, how you want us to think, Lord. Lord, we thank you. In Corinthians, it says we have the mind of Christ. We don't always feel it, but it is a truth that we need to have established again in our hearts that God has given us the ability to think the thoughts of God, to have the mind of Christ. And God, I pray 
pray right now that you will speak spirit to spirit. Lord God, that we will not allow the Word of God, the seed of the Word to be stolen by our ways of thinking, but rather our ways of thinking will come in alignment to the God who gave us a brain, a mind to love you with. God, have your way. If you truly want that in your life, I want you to declare it maybe even a few times out of your mouth. Come on. God, have your way. God, have your way. God, have your way in me. God, have your way in this church. God, have your way in Mildura. God, have your way in this nation. God, have your way in the nations of the earth. Come on, church. Come on, church. This is prayer. This is intercession. God, have your way. Oh, the enemy has had his way far too long. But God, have your way. Have your way. We cry out for restoration of relationships, oh God. We cry out, Lord, from freedom. Lord, from anxiety and fear. Lord, worry and oppression and depression. Lord, that grips the hearts and the minds of so many. And God, we pronounce freedom over this nation in the name of Jesus Christ. We pronounce freedom and liberty and life. We pronounce the Lordship of Jesus Christ over this nation. But Lord, let us start in our hearts today. Let us start in my heart today. Let us start in our lives today. Almighty God, let it all be for the glory of God Almighty. Lord, Lord, let us get past ourselves and our desires and our plans and our purposes and our vision. Lord, we want to get on your page today. We do not ask you to bless our initiatives, but we ask you to give us your hearts and your minds and your will and your plans. Do you not know the plans I have for you, says the Lord? I have plans. I have plans. I have plans. And God, we just say, have your way. Have your way. Praise God. Just before you sit down, Stephen and Kylie, before I came, uh, Father gave me one word for you. It's a strange word to give me out of the blue, but I had to lean in. And it was the word manna. Manna, M-A-N-N-A, or manna, manna. You know what God fed the children of Israel with in the wilderness? Manna, manna. And I just felt to go and have a look what that word means there. And I actually looked in the dictionary, and I know it means in the Hebrew, it means what is it? It's like we don't even know what this is. How many people know that with God sometimes when He gives things, you go, what is this? Come on. How many people know that you don't always work out everything that God is doing and what God gives? There's a lot of people that say, I'll follow God where can I, when I can understand it. You'll never follow God because it is called faith. How can you understand a God that is eternal and that just messes with every way of thinking? Come on. What is it? What, what is this? But that's not what he drew my attention to. Three things it says about manna. The substance miraculously supplied as food to the Israelites in the wilderness. And God over your lives is saying this today, that He is going to miraculously supply substance 
to you as the leaders of this house and leaders in this nation. Let me speak into your spirit, Stephen and Kylie. He's going to miraculously supply substance. Come on, we live in a time where we need some substance because we're missing substance. He's going to miraculously supply substance that will be food to the Israelites, the people of God, but in the wilderness. Many times people are in a wilderness and they need a word. They need something that is going to sustain them and help them to keep on going. And God, I believe, wants to actually take that to a new level in your lives. The second thing was something beneficial that appears or is provided unexpectedly, unexpectedly or opportunely. I love that. Something beneficial, something beneficial, but it appears is provided unexpectedly. I want to declare over your life, over the life of this church, I'm prophesying right now, receive it if you want, that God is going to supply some things miraculously and it's going to be unexpected. It's going to be like, it's going to be like, oh, where did that come from? It's like a, what is it? But where did it come from? Where did it come from? Where did it come from? God, thank you for your unexpected provision. Who would have thought that there'd be coins in the mouth of a fish? Who would have thought that you could feed 5,000 with the lunch from a small boy? Who would have thought that there could be a little bit of oil in jars and it never ran out? Who would have thought that a staff being held up could part a Red Sea? Who would have thought that a slingshot and a little stone in the life of a teenager could take down the biggest giant in the land? Who would have thought? God doesn't need the much. He needs the all. And if the all is small, then the all is enough. And the last thing it says about manna is spiritual nourishment. And I released it over you this year and this decade. In the name of Jesus Christ, right now, I feel the Spirit of God telling me this is actually a release for every person that wants it. You lay your hand on your heart right now if you want this, that you will live this decade spiritually nourished. Spiritually nourished. If you want it right now, come on. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it by faith that you will live this decade spiritually nourished, spiritually nourished, not malnourished, but nourished, 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 nourished in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you in this place. To God be the glory. Speak all that you want, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Lily. Come grab a seat. I'm really drawn to a commission just and the rest of our time here this morning, I think that first service and second service, I think there'll be some overlaps, but I think they'll be different. So if you can hang around, hang around. If you can't, hang around. Um, and I do feel that Father's commission to me today, really, Brett, is to teach us, to empower us with two simple statements, how we live this decade, not what we do this decade. The prophetic is normally focused on what we do. And as humans, we want to know what we're going to do. We, we need to know each day 
what are we doing? We, we, if we're getting up, we're going to work, work set this time. Okay, what, what am I doing today? What's my task today? What's my focus today? You know, if you're thinking about finishing school, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? What, what, it's all based on what we do. And you've heard the old statements, we're called human beings, not human doings. We're, we're human beings, but we forget that. And as we come into a new decade, as we come into a new a year, we have New Year's resolutions. Well, I don't because I don't like them. But you might have New Year's resolutions, and it's based on, I want to do this better this year. I want to change some things. We come into a new decade. It's about what do we want to have done in the next 10 years. And I feel really, really strongly. I'm about to bring a word of freedom and release and life and empowerment to anyone that wants it. If you don't want that, you will receive a word of condemnation and can. No, 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 only because it's how you receive it. How you receive something determines the fruit in your life, not the thing that is said. Some people have had the worst horrible things spoken over their life, even when they were young, and they have been utterly derailed by that thing, and their life is a mess for the rest of their life. Someone else has heard the same thing, and something's risen up on the inside and said, I'm not accepting that. I'm, I'm going to prove you wrong. And they have risen up and become something. Same thing, but how they received it determined where they ended up. What is said over you will not determine where you'll end up. It's how you receive it. And we've got to stop blaming other people for where we end up because of what they said or what they did. Stop giving other people power over your life when God Almighty is the ultimate power and authority and He says, I want to walk with you, I want to live in you. we got to stop living as victims and start living victorious and it's in Christ, it's not from Christ, it's in Christ and Christ is in you, come on, then you're victorious. So I just want to speak for a little bit on um, how God wants us to live, not God, what God wants us to do. Because I am utterly convinced, you cannot change my mind, so don't try. I'm utterly convinced that if we live with these two statements, John, just two statements I want to give us today. Two. Got your brother. Two statements that I know that I know that everything that is on Father's heart for you to do this decade, he will make known to you and you will do if you will live with these two statements. So you don't need a prophetic word from me to map out the rest of your year, your life. One of the things God's been saying to me recently, this is not the, the two things, but this is just something. I'll get there. It might be second service, so hang around. We just might flow into the second service. Hang around. Is this, God said, we've got to shift our focus from continually trying to work it out and have a focus of walking it out. We want to work it out, but God says, walk it out. And this is not walk it out by yourself. This is not walk it out trying to understand and work it out. Stop trying to work it out and walk it out with the one who knows the beginning from the end. It really does put you in a place of freedom. Because how much of our life are we spent trying to work things out? And God Almighty goes, if you lack wisdom, ask me, I'll give it to you. No, I want to work this out. <laughs> I can do this. I can do this. And God goes, eh, you really can't, but okay, keep going. When you get to the end of self, you ask me. I wonder if God says, why get to the end of yourself? Why not just ask him now and walk it out with the one who really, really does like you better than you like yourself and better than anyone else likes you? Why do we make this so complicated? God is inviting us to 
walk it out. So let me give you two statements. Can I give them to you straight up front? So that those that want to just switch off, you can switch off now. Those that want to lean in, you can lean in now. This is how I have decided. And I'm just asking River Edge, Charles, I'm asking you. I'm asking you guys as a church if you want to join me this decade. Because I'm coming every year. We're coming every year. Like it or not, we're going to walk with you. And I want to get to 2030 with you. And I want us to look back. And I want us to celebrate the all that God has done in our lives, through our lives, in the nations, in the nations of the earth. I want to get to 2030 with everyone in this room hearing Father say, well done, good and faithful servant. You have not been busy. You have not been flat out. You have not been successful. You have not made your millions. You have not made a name for yourself. But you have fulfilled and completed everything that I gave you to do. Many of times you didn't even know you were doing it till you were in doing it because you are living by these two statements that I'm about to give you. Are you with me? Here's the two statements. Should I give it to you? Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll give it to you. Here's the first. And you're going to go, I know that. But lean in with me. Here's the first one. If you live this way, you will do all that Father has called you to do, and you will live the life that he's called you to do. Number one, we're going to live this decade for the rest of our lives being led by the Holy Spirit. Of course, Steve. Don't say, of course, Steve. Most of us don't do that most of the time. Let's be honest. Can we just get past the nice religious cliches and be honest? I want to live being, being led by the Holy Spirit, God. And here's the second one, which is so clear that Father's, this is at the top of my, just my document that I've got for this year. This is right there in bold, in red, in capital, so I see it all the time. Being led by the Holy Spirit. Every day I'm getting out, I want to be, every moment, being led by the Holy Spirit. I know that I'll fulfill Father's call if I'm being led by the Holy Spirit. I don't need to understand the ABCs every day, every step. I just need to be led by the Holy Spirit. But here's the second thing. Taking care of what God owns. If I live this next decade being led by the Holy Spirit and taking care of what God owns, I will fulfill all that is on his heart for me, and you will fulfill all. I want to talk about being led by the Holy Spirit, and probably in the second session, I'll, I'll probably lean into taking care of what God owns. And I really, I really hope you can all stay for that or come back for that or, or, or whatever because there's some really gold in that. But let me read a, a couple uh, scriptures and then just lean in a little bit. Are we doing okay? Steve, just give me a prophetic word of what I'm going to be doing in three years' time. Okay. You're going to be being led by the Holy Spirit, and you're going to be taking care of what God owns. And I'm going to be smiling over you, and Father's going to be smiling over you, and you're going to be smiling, because I tell you right, ooh, ooh, blah, 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 shaka. Okay, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. You might know it. It says, do you not know that your bodies are the temple, the dwelling place, the habitation, the permanent dwelling of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Who you receive from God, you are not your own. That's where the taking care of what God owns comes in. You've been bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your life. Psalm 24 verse 1. It says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the fullness thereof for us that were back from the olden days. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. I want to declare to you 
that God Almighty created this world a dream. God Almighty created it, and He created every person that is breathing, and He owns it. Some people acknowledge that ownership. Some people just live like they permanently own themselves. But the earth is the Lord's, and everything in it, and every person, the world, and all who live in it. And as we just start leaning into being led by the Holy Spirit, I'm also reminded of Jesus' words in Luke chapter 22, 42, before he went to the cross, where he says, Father, if, it, if you're willing, if it's possible, would you remove this cup from me? The cup of what? The cup of suffering going to the cross. If, you, if, if it's possible, can we do this a different way, Kylie? Even Jesus Christ didn't want to go through pain and suffering for the sake of going through pain and suffering. He says, if it's possible, can we do it a better way? And can I just, I, I suppose what I'm doing today rather than pe- preaching is I, I'm sharing prophetically deep into your spirit. Almost like I maybe we're sitting with the Father just having a conversation. Father, if you're willing, can we do it a different way? You are going to say that statement many times in your life. Settle the issue. We have bought into a lie in our world and it's crept into our lives that it, if it's good for me, it should be easy. It should come easy. I should have it easy. And when it comes to the things of God, we've bought into a lie. It should be easy. Jesus said, if it's possible, will you move, remove this cup of suffering from me? But then he ended the statement with, yet not what I want. I truly want it to be about what you want. I think if we're going to be led by the Holy Spirit and we're going to take care of what God owns this decade and fulfill all that Father has planned for us, we must once and for all as the body of Christ and as individual Christians settle the Lordship issue. Not the Savior issue, the Lordship issue. There are far more Christians who follow a Savior than who follow a Lord. It's not that He's not Savior and Lord, but in our lives, many people want a Savior but don't want a Lord because we still want to retain our right to do what we want, and we want God, our Savior, to bless it. We have got to move. We have got to shift. We have got to have a realignment to truth. That it says, even as I read in the Scripture, you are not your own. You're being bought with a price. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit, but I'm not going to live being led by the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to live that way if I haven't settled the issue that God is the supreme in authority in my life. And so I want to start there as we just lean into this for a little bit. And the last thing I want to say before I just break down this being led by the Holy Spirit for a few moments is this, that it really does take effort to do God's will. Again, a misnomer, it should be easy. It takes effort to say yes to God and no to the devil. It takes effort You don't have to teach a two-year-old to say no. 
You have to teach them and train them in righteousness and godliness. Can I hear any parents say amen? You don't have to teach a toddler to fight for their own rights. We have to be trained in righteousness and godliness. It takes effort to get up and say, God, this day is the day that you have made. I am not my own God. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit today. I don't want to fight for my rights. Lord, I'd rather fight to be right. Not fight against people to win an argument, be right, but I want to fight against principalities and powers and my flesh and my desires and my, and my sense of I just wanted to be easy and comfortable. I want to fight against me winning for myself. And I want to be right in the eyes of God. That's what I mean by fight to be right. Not, oh, I'm having an argument with you and I'm going to fight to be right. No, no, no. Even that, if we are fighting for our rights, then we haven't settled the Lordship issue and we're not being led by the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, said, Father, if you're willing, remove this cup. Yet not what I want, but what you want. Even then, he wasn't fighting for his rights. If the Son of God was willing to lay down His right, whew, come on, I feel something right now. It was His right. It was, He's the Son of God, the eternal living Word of God. Naturally speaking, which with God you can't ever do that, but just for the sake of us mere mortals, naturally speaking, He shouldn't have had to come down Submit himself to humans he created to die on a cross to pay for their sins when he was the eternal perfect word. Talk about violating your rights. But he said, not what I want, what you want. Which also says to me, he says, not my will. Come on, lean in. Are you leaning in? Jesus, the son of God, who is our model example to follow, said, not my will but yours be done. Hang on, watch it, lean in, because we sometimes think that it was easy for Jesus on some level because he was the son of God, so it just, you know, he did it, but it wasn't quite like it is for us. Sometimes, hmm, let's get real. Sometimes we think it's harder on us than it was on Jesus. Come on. I'm just going to go with what's coming into my spirit, okay? Sometimes we think it's harder for us to get out of bed than it was for Jesus to die on the cross. Thank you for not turning my microphone off. God bless you, Carl. Jesus said, not my will, but yours be done. He would not have said that in the moment if his natural will was the same as his father's will. Lean in. Oh, Jesus just wanted to do everything that his father wanted to do. I struggle with wanting to do it. He said, not what I want, because I don't want this. But I'll do what you want. He submitted his natural will to his father's divine will. Don't say it's harder on us. Did you get what I just said or not? 
Otherwise, he would have said, God, I know this is your will. It's my will too. Let's do this thing. I know it's going to be painful beyond all anything I can imagine. All get up is going to be painful. I can't even, but this is my will. Let's do it. He goes, I don't want to do this. Not my will, but your will be done. If we're going to be led by the Holy Spirit, we need to surrender. For many of us, it's daily. For many of us, it's many moments in a day. Mine included. You know this whole being led by the Holy Spirit, which is what I'm just determined to do. I'm utterly, I'm, I'm, I'm submitted, God, I want to do it. And I'm talking all throughout my day. Kim, I'm constantly asking Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I, if you want to be led by the Holy Spirit, then you, you need to ask him and listen. If you want to step, how, how simple is that? <laughs> ask him and then listen. I'm not, I never hear God speak. I, I don't know what he wants me to do. Okay, do you say, Father, what do you want me to do? Oh, no, I don't know. But he's God, he can tell me. If you lack wisdom, ask him. Ask anything in my name. It says, ask. We want God to come and invade our little world and just speak. And God says, ask. Because right there, there's a posture of heart that says, I'm actually submitting. I'm asking because I'm wanting to do. And even on this journey where I'll be marinating in this for a little while, and therefore it should be easy for me, right? <clears throat> I have caught myself at times during my day I've caught myself not asking God what he wants me to do because I've got something in mind that I want to do and I know that he speaks to me and he might tell me to do something that I don't want to do. How's that for honesty from the prophet? I'm talking in the last week or two. I'm being real and honest. I'm saying how much our will really does lead our lives so many times. But I'm equally convinced to the degree that my will leads my life, my will wrecks my life. To the degree that my will leads my life is to the degree that my will wrecks my life. Because this is a statement I've just, Father's been speaking, and I know it, but he's taking it deeper. God always knows better than me. You know that business problem that you're struggling to solve? God knows better than you. I'm being honest with you. We're trying to work it out rather than walk it out with the God of all wisdom. He says, ask me and I'll give you wisdom. Wisdom is not just for something spiritual. It's for anything that you need. Because you're never not spiritual. And he's never not your God. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He says, I want to direct. I want to lead your paths. But we're not asking because we're far too self-sufficient. This is a decade to empty ourselves of 
of ourselves and to fill ourselves with the Holy Spirit and to keep on doing it every day and to get up. God, what's your assignment? I want to have my eyes open. I want my ears open to the things of the Spirit. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. And as I'm going through my day, I am so mindful of that and I'm asking for that, that we allow the Holy Spirit to whisper things and we act on it. He whispers things and we act on it. We get into board meetings. We say, Holy Spirit, man, we need your intervention right now. You can pray it to yourself in a secular boardroom. God, would you give me the wisdom that we need right now in this situation? He says, I'll give it. But my people aren't asking because we have become self-sufficient. This is a decade to live being led by the Holy Spirit. God knows better than me about what? About everything. But also that God actually knows me better than I know myself. Do you believe that about yourself? Do you believe that God knows you better than you know yourself? If you say, oh, I'm not sure I know myself pretty well, how many times in our life do we have thoughts, do we have feelings and go, I have no idea what's going on. I don't even know why I feel like this. Come on, come on. I don't know why I'm thinking like this. God is omniscient. He knows everything. He knows you. The Bible says in Psalm 139, before you even have a thought, He knows it. Before there is a word on your tongue, He knows it. In fact, before you were created, before He created the heavens and the earth, because He is eternal, He knew everything about you back then. He is yearning for some people to truly walk with Him and live being led by the Holy Spirit. In everything, if you have anything in your life, listen to me right now, in your life that you say, well, God wouldn't be interested in that, then if you are true, you shouldn't be doing that. Because this is what I've come to a revelation of. He is interested in you before he's interested in what you do. He did not die for what you do. He died for you. He died for people, not to-do lists. He died for people. He loves people. Do you not know the plans I have for you is the focus there. We focus on plans. The focus for him is on you. You need to hear what I'm saying here. He knows everything about us. And if we say, I can't talk to God about, I've heard people, God, help me to behave myself right now, I pray. I've heard people say, why do you ask God about that? It's so trivial. He's got the whole universe to run. Why do you ask God for a car park, for goodness sake, when you need to rush into the shops? I've heard well many people scoff at that. But I look at the fruit of their life, and most of their life, you can tell it's not on the Lordship of Christ. And they're knocking ones that say, mate, in all of my ways, I'm going to acknowledge you. Because there's nothing that you're not interested in my life, because it's not the thing in my life. It's me. It's my life. I remember the day God said, there's never a time you're not Steve McCracken. I didn't die for an event in your life. I died for your life. In all your ways, acknowledge me. There's nothing trivial to a God who likes you. 
There is nothing trivial to a God that likes you. If you don't believe that, how can we not believe it about God, but we actually believe it about natural parents when their kids are, are totally young and they come and bring a picture to you that resembles an explosion in a mattress factory and they come and show you that this is the picture of our family and you're interested not because of the perfection of the picture, but of the one who's bringing it to you and you're inf- interested in the trivial things in your child's life, not because of the thing, but because of the child. And yet we diminish God down to he's not that good. There's nothing he's not interested in. And then we say, why do you bother a God? Why do you bring trivial things to a God? He's going to run the whole universe as if he's limited in his ability to multitask. He's better than any woman in this room. And definitely than every man. Being led by the Holy Spirit. Ask Him. This is going a heck of a lot different than I thought this morning. My notes pretty much are not touched. But that's okay because I'm not here to get through notes. I'm here to be led by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we present nice, clean, packaged sermons and people go, oh, that was, that was polished, that was slick. And we don't get anything deposited into our spirit. I'm not here to prescribe it all for you. I'm not here to work it all out for you. I'm not here to give you a nice, neat package. I'm not here to say anything but this. God Almighty is looking around this room and around the nations of this earth saying, is there anyone that this decade is wanting to live, being led by the Holy Spirit every moment of every day, and who wants to take care of what I own? Take care of what I own. And even in this room right now, this is what I feel Holy Spirit is really inviting all of us to do. It takes a surrender of our will. Young people, let me plant a seed that maybe others might not have planned. I'm sure they have, but if they haven't, let me plant a seed. Do not buy into the lie that says you can do with your life what you want to do with your life. What do you want to do with your life? God Almighty created you. And he knows you better than you know yourself. If you make the choices for your life yourself based on where you are now, you're trying to look forward to a future that you don't know what it looks like and make a decision and hope you end up in a place that you don't even know what it might look like. But God is in your future now because he lives outside of time. So if you ask him, he will actually tell you where he wants you to be for his glory. And then you can walk towards his plan, not try to fulfill your plan, and then go, I wish I'd done something else. Let's trust the one who's actually in our future now. This really is a trust issue. Lordship is a trust issue. People don't submit to God and people don't live led by the Holy Spirit because they don't trust God. You might say, no, that's not true. It is true. It is 100% truth. I don't know better than God. I don't. Clean out. I don't know better than God. Let me say this and we'll finish up and we'll just see what happens next time. I don't know better than God. But in this moment, 
This is what Father just said to me. I love you more than you love yourself. Come on, someone in this room just needs to hear that. God loves you more than you love yourself. For some of us, that's really not hard to imagine because we can't stand ourselves. It's very quiet in this room right now because Holy Spirit is just speaking deeply. I can, I can utterly know what the Holy Spirit is doing right now. When I say some of us don't like ourselves, that's, that's actually the sanitized version of what you feel. We need to get past religiosity and we need to get real. Some of us live so self-condemning and so hard on ourselves that God says, actually, would you be willing to be led by the Holy Spirit? Because if you are, the first thing He's going to do is actually start to show you that He sees you very differently than you see yourself. I am convinced that God Almighty is more okay with me than I normally am with me. I am convinced that the God who is perfect and holy puts a lot less pressure on my, me than I put on myself. God loves you more than you love you. God is for you more than you are for yourself. How many people know that sometimes you don't need people to be against you because you're so against yourself? True? You don't need an enemy outside fighting because you've got enough inside. Which, by the way, can I just say something deep into your spirit? Listen to me. If you are born again, if you are, if you are a believer, a follower of Jesus Christ, one of the lies that I just want to speak to and dispel and take authority over right now is that enemy is not within you. It is a fiery dart external that is coming against you. You have identified and labeled and called yourself a certain thing, but you cannot be that thing and be a son or a daughter of the living God at the same time. And we have confused the fact that we still feel like that, that I am that. No, I'm a child of the living God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I don't feel like it, but we've got to start to come coming into alignment with the feelings and the lie and start to declare the truth. And it takes faith. I struggle and I stumble as much as any of you do. You might say, oh, no, I don't. I do, and my wife does, and your pastors do. We all do. It might look different, and we are hard on ourselves, and we define ourselves, and I'm just this, and I'm just that. I want to, I just want to say that God wants to come and actually affirm you today as He sees you. He really, really does. I want to be in step with this Holy Spirit who is for me, not against me. I wonder if we can just close our eyes in this place. I haven't talked about it much, but taking care of what God owns, which, by the way, is everything. The earth is the Lord's. In other words, it belongs to Him. And everything in it, the world and all who live in it, it all belongs to Him. Taking care. And this is what I feel the Spirit of God saying to me right now. One of the things that God owns, and you got to shift your view maybe of that language, 
there's nothing wrong with ownership. Come on, some of you own cars and homes. You don't, you don't beat yourself up and think, man, I'm just such a controlling person. No, you just paid a price and you own it. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a controlling thing. It's just, it just, it's a good thing, isn't it? Oh, God owns people. Don't make that a controlled thing. It's just a good thing. He's paid a price with His Son, Jesus Christ, and He created us. And if we're going to take care of what God owns and God owns people, this is what He's saying to me right now. Taking care of yourself, you can do an equal sign. Taking care of yourself equals surrendering and being led by the Holy Spirit. If you want to take care of yourself, surrender fully to God. If you don't want to take care of yourself, don't surrender to God. But I want to, I want to take care of myself, so I can't give it all to God because may, maybe, dot, 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 I don't trust God fully. God says, will you take a step of faith today? Will you take a step of faith today? Some of you are resting so much in your spirit right now, and that's why I'm just lingering for a moment. But the Spirit of God will say, how has it been working doing it your way? How has it been working trying to work it all out? How has it been working holding on to that part of your life? For some of you in this place, God says, how has it been working you just trying to do your life and your work the way that you want to do it? God says, will you let me lead? Because I love I'm going to pray a prayer. And I want you to receive it spirit to spirit. And if it is the cry and the prayer of your heart, this is all I feel God is telling me to finish up. I just want you to say amen at the end. Which is, let it be, yes, God. I'm going to pray it. I'm going to pray it for me, but I'm going to pray it for us. You might say, well, I'm just not sure. I just really, again, feel God say, there's an invitation not to work it all out before you say yes. I can tell you right now, I've bought phones. I've bought cars. They've served me well. And I have no idea how they work. How much more with God. So if you agree with this, you say amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I just come to you and we come to you as your people. And we do acknowledge that we are your people. We're not our own. God, I know my will is so often so strong. Sometimes that will may be in alignment with your will, and I thank you for that because it means you've planted something in me but sometimes many times I know it's contrary to your will I don't beat up myself for that because Jesus had a will that was different to his father's in the moment oh the word of the Lord I'm praying but now I'm speaking into you don't beat yourself up because you want things different to what God wants Jesus wanted something different to what his father wanted don't beat yourself up for that what will you do with that and father in those moments we just say yes 
to being led by the Holy Spirit, which we know God is going to take some effort to say no because we really want to do that or do that or not do that or not do that. But God, we are not people who are going to end up at a different destination than what you authored. We are not ones that are going to gain the whole world and lose our soul. We want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Come and share in the joy of your Father and of your Savior. God Almighty, right now together, we just say we commit to being led by the Holy Spirit and to taking care of what you own. Lead us to the place of your choosing, we surrender, we submit, and we live, and we flourish in God. And if that is a cry of your heart, as you stand with me right now, I wonder if you'd say amen. Amen, 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 amen. God bless you. It is such a joy always to be with you. Allow the Spirit to take the word deep in your spirit. Live being led by the Holy Spirit and taking care of what God owns. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks for joining today. It would be so awesome to see you at church this Sunday. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.